0: Go! Phil Michael Show. On the air today. Good, good stuff. Um, Got a lot to get to. uh, Still in the final hour of the program. By the way, no Pat McAfee show today. He will not be back until next Tuesday, which is the day when Rodgers is supposed to announce what he wants to do. How about that? So it will be a, a very anticipated program. I haven't seen that being the day for sure. Have you? No, but that's kind of what we're thinking because you're getting into the free agency period. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, teams, ha- teams have to start making decisions as to what they're going to do with free agents, whether they're going to franchise them or what. And, uh, yeah, there's there's you, you would assume there's going to be some type of a decision sooner rather than later. You're not going to let this thing linger past that. Yeah, it's one day before the franchise tag window opens. Right. So you would assume he would make the announcement so the Packers then know what to do. That'll be a fun show. Yeah. So we'll all be kinda kinda waiting for that with bated breath. We shall see. But yeah, I'm uh like I said, I'm kind of anticipating that will be that wouldn't you assume that's gonna be the platform in which Aaron Rodgers makes the announcement? I feel like I've heard that he's already said it will be.
1: I might be mistaken, but I feel like a week I think that two was, weeks ago, I think he said that he would do it on the show. Yeah. I forget. But, yes, I feel like that's how he would do it.
0: Um, I, I just assume that that's the way he would do it because that's where he's broke pretty much all of his news. And there won't be any, let's be honest, uh, there won't be any hard-hitting questions what Pat McAfee is good at is saying, well, this is what this guy says, Aaron, rather than asking him a direct question. And then he lets Aaron respond, but he doesn't say, Aaron, would you take a pay cut? Aaron, do you, do you understand the salary cap situation with his team? Aaron, you know, he doesn't do that. And that's the most disappointing thing because he has Aaron's ear. And then again, maybe Aaron wouldn't come on the show if he asked him hard, hard hitting questions that he tried because he pins everybody else down. He pins everybody else down where he doesn't. He, it's kind of kid gloves with Rodgers. So we'll see. Yeah, that has to be part of it. I, I mean, I don't blame McAfee.
1: Because especially when Rodgers was going on all the COVID stuff, I mean, you, you could see him kind of sitting back and knowing that he was going to get attacked from one side and whatever. But then afterwards, he was like, I, what should I do there? You just let mm-hmm. him talk. Because as soon as you start right. going back, then he doesn't come on anymore.
0: Right, Exactly then you're one of the hated media and the white noise that he describes country club renewal in june you're looking for that yeah i wonder if he's going to cut that off of, I wonder if he's going to cut that off his credit card Hmm. what is the bigger story that baseball has nothing going on today would have been spring training today would have been the day the that fact that baseball has nothing going on or NASCAR has everything sold out for the Daytona 500 for the first time in six years. I think we might answer these questions differently.
1: Go ahead. You tell me. No, I think? Well, I, I think it's baseball, but I've also never followed NASCAR. Right. I mean, d- today I, would have been pitchers and catchers. Right. It's a depressing, depressing day it is um
0: yeah it's it it's man it's I just I can't believe this is where we sit now they still have chance to salvage all of this I agree with that but we would be sitting here today with baseball getting ready to be played we would be talking about warm weather we would be talking about and I'm not talking about like la weather for you know, the, the week of the Super Bowl. I'm talking about warm weather. You know, you'd hear the crack of a bat. You'd see reports, baseball being played in the background. We'd all see it on the local TV stations, whoever happens to be there. You know, you'd hear it from this program because we would be heading out to Arizona, getting interviews. And right now, it's, it's just, it's crickets, man. It's crickets. I think baseball, and... and I I look at it two ways. One, I think I've said it from the beginning. I think Rob Manfred is an idiot. I just do. I think some of the things that he has said, the missteps he's made, have been inexcusable. He has proven he's he can be a clown show, um, and I just think he has been a disastrous for the game. Um, not to the, not to the point that baseball is falling off the map, but baseball is is rapidly descending, unfortunately. After Bud Selig had it really, really high on everybody's radar. Bud Seelig for, I, I still believe Bud Seelig, for all the controversy he went through, I think he was the best, uh, uh, best commissioner ever. Um, but what Rob Manfred is doing, you got to read the room, man. Everybody's talking about football. We're talking about the NBA. We're talking about college hoops. Hell, NASCAR is selling out, and you're just sitting there right now arguing over money. You told everybody publicly you wanted to get the best deal and play as many games as you possibly could, and then you came out and completely contradicted yourself last year or two years ago when you said, yeah, we never planned on playing more than 60 games, but yet we were publicly arguing over money for more games. You lied to everybody, and and nobody held him accountable, but we all knew it. We all saw it. What the argument was over the almighty dollar, and the players are greedy. We all know that because that's the only uh, sport where everything's 100%. The minute you put your name on the dotted line, you're 100% guaranteed for astronomically stupid money for very average to sub-average players. So I understand that. But the owners cry, cry poor mouth, and then they go out and spend on on Scherzer, 37 years old, $250 million. Whatever the hell that contract was? you gotta be, you got to be a moron to spend that kind of money. You can't cry poor mouth. So it's completely contradictory.
1: Yes, I, don't, ben. I don't know how out of touch Manfred could be. I assume by the as the days go on, it, he's just the most out of touch person in the world. But there was also a report yesterday or today that now he wants to cut down on minor leaguers. Right. And reduce the amount of minor leaguers they can actually pay which is the only thing I feel like he cannot be talking about right now is just even more killing the no, game, he's, he's not an paying anybody, and throwing everyone under the bus. It's unbelievable. He's an,
0: Yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Leave the minor league systems alone. They've already cut some of the minor league systems because of COVID, because of the restrictions. They've already cut some of that. Oh, my favorite minor league team of all time is no longer, the Vermont Lake Monsters. Mm, the Lake Monsters. Yeah, it's one of the worst saying Yeah. I just, I, yeah, you need to be talking about the issues at hand to get players back on the field. I understand baseball. Look, if baseball wasn't making money hand over fist and those those the values of those franchises weren't raising exponentially, and and, and I get it. You, when you buy it, you buy it, and you got to put money into it. You don't get your money back out of it until you sell it. But when you're talking about a franchise, what did Mark Antanasio buy that franchise for? It, back back when he bought it. Um, I can't remember. It was, it was nothing crazy. It was nothing bananas, 223 million. I, that's what I was going to say. And now it's worth over a billion dollars. If I'm, I I think it's worth like 1.2. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's a hundred million dollars, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, close to a billion dollars he's made on that investment. Now, granted, I love Mark Antanasio. I like the fact that he's put his money where his mouth is. He spent as much money as he could. He's brought winning baseball back to the area consistently. Where We have genuine hope every year. So there's a lot of good there. That I appreciate. But it's hard for me, even in the smallest market of all media, to say, eh, they can cry poor mouth. No. They can't compete with the Yankees. They can't compete with the Angels or the Dodgers. Hell, they can't even compete with the Cubs. The Cubs have... How they can even begin to say that they're poor, I have no idea, sitting in that market with that fan support. But I, I, how they can even think about crying poor mouth, I don't know. But he can't compete with them, but there is no level playing surface. I understand that. But when you got owners out there spending the kind of money they just did on Max Scherzer, it's like you're, you're out of your freaking mind. It, it, don't Don't cry that you're poor. And certainly don't argue publicly over money. Because nobody gives a damn at this point. If you lose regular season games, there's going to be a lot of people this year that are going to say, you know what, the hell with you for another year. Go suffer. Because they lost fans in 2019. They didn't get their full amount of fans back until, what, at least a month or two into the season from 2020. And even then, there was a lot of mask regulations and uncertainty and restrictions. And a lot of people were really questioning as to whether or not to go back out and such and now you're now you're in the midst of arguing about this all over again i mean i don't know it just bothers me bothers me big time uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy uh tom says there's a lot of great things happening in nascar baseball is dying T- tom tell me what's ha- what great is happening in nascar they did just have a
1: race inside the coliseum which made me watch more NASCAR than I I think I ever. Had. I I watched it for all of about five ten minutes. There wasn't enough space for them to go fast. Maybe right. I'm just there naive. Were, you you and couldn't I don't go fast, it, and there
0: wasn't a lot of passing. It was it was kind of like watching bumper cars. It was like getting around a bumper car track. This is gonna. It s- was nostalgic. Uh, I agree. This is
1: gonna sound like a shot, and and I don't mean it as one, but. You know how a a lot of people who are diehard hockey fans like go all out to try to make other people love hockey. Right. And like shame other people loving hockey. I feel like when people watched like me, who I'm not a NASCAR fan, I've watched that race a little bit in the Coliseum. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a beautiful place. It's different. I, I like it. And then I said, oh, yeah, but there's not enough room to go fast or uh, what I expect NASCAR to be. Right. And everyone rushes and says, oh, yeah, but the gamesmanship, and they point out all these things to try to shame me into loving it.
0: I don't know. I felt that weird. Yeah, I, it's, I, it wasn't great. As much as people wanted it to be great, and I agree with you, they wanted you to believe it was great. It wasn't great. You know, now it's going to be great. You're going to see the race. You're going to see what everybody... Their Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. That's what you're That's what you're anticipating. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to pay attention to. All the pageantry that is the opening of the NASCAR season. The, the biggest thing, in my opinion, that's hurt NASCAR is putting it on these sub-channels. Oh, taking yeah. it from Fox, going to FX1, taking it from NBC and going to NBC Sports Channel... Look, if you can't, NASCAR needs to be mainstream. If you can't flip through the channels and find it real easy, then it's a waste. There's a lot of times I forget, forget, and I'm in this, I I do this for a living. There's times I'll just be like, I forgot they even ran. You'll see the highlights on ESPN later that day or that night or the next day when you wake up. Go, oh, that's right, there was a race yesterday. Where were they? Uh, I didn't even know. That's the worst thing they could have done. The worst thing they could have done was take it off over-the-air TV. And put it onto some of these sub-channels. I just, I don't think people look hard at it. If you're an avid NASCAR fan, you look for it. You'll look, look, if you're an avid hockey fan, you'll look for it. If you're an avid bowling fan, you'll look for it. If you're an avid fan, you look for it. The casual fan, which is what you're trying to draw in, that's where your money is. You don't look, the casual fan doesn't look for it. We're lazy. We flip around. The first, every morning I wake up. And every, on a Saturday or a Sunday, I always go to the guide and I start at the beginning and usually whatever the local channels are, boom, 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 NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC. Here you go. Bam, 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 bam. Okay. Then I usually go to ESPN. Bam. Okay. There's five. I don't, it, I'll go to the big 10 if I know the Badgers are playing. So I'll go to the big 10 channel, but I don't search. If I happen to come upon it, great, but I don't search. i'm a casual fan i'm the guy you want watching your sport continuously having it on in the background paying attention to it learning about the drivers knowing more and more and more now once it comes here to wisconsin and it goes up to road america i've now filled myself in because i know i got a job to do but as far as just being a casual fan sitting back can of beer you know pork rinds whatever the hell it is you're going to have for your race day fair I, no, I'm sitting down watching college basketball. I'm watching baseball. I'm out riding the motorcycle. I'm doing whatever. It's it just it's not top of mind. There's a few races. The Brickyard, the uh, the, the, the Coca-Cola 600 that they run on July 4th uh, or that weekend. Uh, there's a few of those that happen. Uh, that's it. And I think now the, the race for the July 4th is actually in Wisconsin. It's at Road America now. That's that weekend's race. It's at Road America. So I don't even know where the hell the Coca-Cola 600 is anymore. I don't even know when that that falls on the schedule. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. They took it away from over the air, and they they screwed themselves. That's because NASCAR had a ginormous amount of popularity. Uh, Late 90s, coming into the early 2000s, and, and I know some people got turned off by the fact that they introduced Toyota into the mix, and people got pissed about that, and the drivers were retiring, some of the old school, and, they get pissed about that, that a guy from New York who's not a good old boy was racing and, you know, whatever. But the biggest disservice they did to themselves with taking taking them off over the air. They, they thrive on Fox. When they're on Fox, they thrive. But everything else, once they go to that NBC Sports Channel, pfft, nothing. Uh, 877-867-1670, let's hit us up. Uh, there, there's a, there's our NASCAR segment of the day. How are we looking? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Offering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Sometimes I get a good feeling.
0: Welcome back. Glad to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. No, 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 the people game, over there. Yeah. Thanks to Quick Trip. Also, thanks to uh, all of our friends over at the Wrestling Taco, 84th Street. Right there, just south. Just south of uh, the State Fair Park. Stop in and tell Marcus and everybody that uh, I, I got to get in there. I really do. I went to a, a local restaurant out near me because I just didn't feel like driving. I was tired this weekend, so I didn't get over there. But I'm, I'm going to swing in. Uh, there's a margarita in that place with my name on it for sure. They got some really good food, too. Uh, the enchiladas there. Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, Kristen uh, loves the tacos. Everywhere we go, she gets the soft-shell tacos, flour tortillas, the whole thing. And uh, she's a, a a ground beef or steak taco eater and really loves the tacos over there. I have not had them but the tacos have received a rave review. So stop in and see Marcus and Nicole and everybody over there at the Wrestling Taco, 84th Street, just south of uh, State Fair Park, and about two blocks, as a matter of fact. Great place. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Anytime you can eat a taco in a wrestling mask, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, uh, Brett says the NBC Sports Channel not existing anymore. I believe most of that is going over to the USA Network. Uh, I think you're right, I think a lot of that now has been transferred over there that n b c sports channel they were hoping to make that thing into like a like an e s p n two almost and it just it never it never caught on if they end up on u s a it's better but it here's the reason because i don't know how it is where you're at, but where I'm at, you have the tiers the tiers of channels once you get above. 300 where ESPN and ESPN2 and all that stuff reside. You get 309, which is Bally's. And then you get a little bit above that where you got MLB, Big Ten, NFL. Right after that, you get into some of the stuff. You do have an FX1 over there, uh, but you get into some of the obscure stuff as you start to really roll through the channels. Because then you get into the news networks. CNN's and Fox news and all that kind of, and I'm, I, I don't watch a ton of that stuff anyway, unless there's like some massive national breaking news. I don't pay attention to it. Um, because it's just political arguing and I get so sick of that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit off the grid, a little bit off the grid there. Um, this is from Anthony who says, uh, Hey unit, uh, when you came back from LA, did you have a straight flight, a connector flight? What did you guys do? I heard you were going to a show uh, Chicago straight flight back uh, down to house of blues, house of blues. Now I have to admit between you, and me and the fence post, we did not go. We were scheduled to go to the house of blues on Saturday night and see my buddy Ryan. And I love the guys from 16 candles, Scott and everybody down there in, in that band. I love that band. Uh, it's just with the super bowl moving back a week. And they always book 16 Candles, and they sell out, like, right away. They always book 16 Candles to play House of Blues the second Saturday in February. Well, that's coming off of a week-long broadcast for Super Bowl, and by the time we landed... And got done, there were some people that were with us some friends that were supposed to come, and they weren't feeling very well, and we thought, you know what we don't it, you can't go through all of this and and right now Chicago is checking vax cards and masks and such, and I don't know what it was like down there. I couldn't tell you because I didn't go, but we were supposed to go there we just didn't we didn't end up doing that um but I am going to track down sixteen candles at some point, and uh, when things begin to open back up, uh, I'll get back out and see them i I don't know. What really kills me is, you did you see any masks at the Super Bowl? Ben, did you see? Now, the mask mandate in L.A. is about to expire, but nobody was wearing a mask at the Super Bowl. No. Right? Not that I saw. Not a that. one. Not a one. None of the celebrity. Even Charlize on. and if that's how you pronounce it. She did that don't be an ass, wear a mask thing on Twitter. Did you see that retweeted everywhere? No. I also don't think I know who she is. Okay, she's the actress and I, I I don't know is she the Jadore girl? Is Chalice Theron the Jadore? Long-legged blonde, pretty hot and she does that long stepping thing where she does the the she's the spokesperson for Jadore, which is the the perfume. Anyway, she did a a Instagram post where it said, don't be an ass, wear a mask. And then she went on this long diatribe about in close contact when numbers are high and about, you know, private spaces and blah, blah, blah. And then even they had a picture of her, a shot of her. She wasn't even, even the spokesperson to wear a mask wasn't wearing a mask. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. Who knows? It is what it is. I don't know what to think. So I just kind of go about my business. And once all the mandates are lifted and everybody starts to head back tor- towards normal, do whatever you do and i've said it all along go enjoy your life be happy or at least do your best to be happy so that's what i did so to answer your email uh hopefully that that gives you the the thought there uh our one number one pack attack guy says i would love to see rogers come back for 20 million a year here's my question if jordan love uh is he just not mentally capable of grasping the offense it was horrible when he was the quarterback and there was a blitz on, or the ball does not come off of his hand very fast, a slow release, nothing like Rodgers, or both. From a depressed Packers dude who should have been in the Super Bowl, there you go, that's number one pack attack. I think, just me, you watch the ball being thrown by Jordan Love comes in a split second too, too late. lot of talent, big arm, athleticism, all the crap that you hear about a quarterback. But if you can't make that decision or anticipate where the ball needs to go, then you're not doing anybody any good because you're not going to succeed, which has kind of been what we've said about Graham Ertz. He's got all the athletic talent. He's got a big arm. He's got the ability. But he there have been times where he's just late. For whatever reason, the mentality of the hole is going to be there, rather than the hole is there. And when you don't have that ability to read, decipher, and 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 react instantaneously, yeah, you, you're that's the difference between a great quarterback, uh, an above-average quarterback, an average quarterback, and a subpar quarterback. Um, have, Ben Brett says, have you ever seen the Fast and Furious Eight or Nine? Didn't get past six. Okay. She is in eight and nine. She is the criminal cipher. Hmm. That's Charlize Theron.
1: So, and hopefully I'm pronouncing her name correctly. I was a big Fast and Furious guy in my youth.
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't even know if, I mean, Fast and Furious, I've seen the first couple, I will admit, but once you start to get into the, it's kind of like Harry Potter freaks. Oh, Fast Five is all time. Fast Five, I heard, was good. I didn't see it. But first couple, yeah, I saw them. Enjoyed them. But it's kind of same old, same old. Okay, move on. Do something different. You know? It's like my daughter is really into Harry Potter. Oh, my God, have you seen this one? Have you seen that one? I'm like, no, no. The first one was good. I got it. Well, the, Second one was okay. You know, Harry Potter's yeah, based on. off books. Right. So you it's know how many there are. Of, Right, you know how many books there are, but it's it, it, the movies themselves that they're they're extensions of stories, and the the first story oh. is the best one, and then it kind of moves on. It's like, I no, disagree. I'm done. I'm done. You don't like Harry Potter? Um, I'm not. No, I can I give it a take. I'm not a big movie goer to begin with, unless Harry Potter's betting two twenty seven and making twelve million dollars that I can complain about him. I, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I really well, don't. soon enough he might. So, did you hear what happened to me? At the Harry Potter ride did I did I tell you this already no <laughs> oh okay let me tell you this when we come back yeah because you saw we were you saw the pictures we were at the Harry Potter uh thing in castle Studios now in the castle Um, oh, no, I yeah. missed it all yeah I gotta gotta tell you about that yeah it's disappointing okay Harry Potter story when we come back hang in there a lot more of the Bill Michael show more about Harry Potter coming up next Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back, the Bill Michael Show. We are uh, continuing on. Thanks so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. Hey, our friends. Dan Della and the gang over at Social House, uh, great place. They got the food truck outside. They're still getting bigger and better. And once they do, we'll get some new video up uh of that particular crew but yeah good good people over there support that business he's been in business now a while and making a real good go of it and they continue to get bigger and better like i said they've got the great big extension they've actually enclosed the patio they've got the garage doors they're going to go up in the summertime and while the food truck is there and the kitchen is closed the kitchen is still operational so to speak with the food truck so they're still serving a terrific menu Uh, You just got to go in and enjoy yourself. And then come summertime, they're going to open that thing up and be ready to go. So check them out on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. That is our friend at the Social House, H-A-U-S, Social House. Also, if you're looking for terrific Italian food, there is nothing better than our friends at San Giorgio and Calderon Club. You heard Mike earlier, who was on with us, uh, said he saw Gino down there. Say hi to Gino. Gino's had, they've had a hell of a time down there. With staffing issues and downtown being closed down and so many office buildings and lunches and you name it. They've had had their own issues. But still, if you want great Italian food and whether it's the the Napoletana Pizzeria next door in San Giorgio or Calderon Club for the Italian. Oh, such good, such good stuff. Uh, go in and say hi to them. And if you do get the Bill Michaels pizza or the Bill Michaels dinner, uh, they pair it up down there with Cider Boys, which is from Point Brewing. So good stuff there. Uh, so go down and check them out and say hi to them as well. We certainly appreciate them being a big part of the program. So we were out in, in L.A. this past week, as you know, and if you saw the pictures over on the Facebook fan page, we the NFL throws a, a media party kind of every year to say thanks to all of those who actually come and attend, and they give you a little bit of swag for coming down and stuff, and every city does it different, okay? Every city does it different. So when we were in New York... Uh, it was cold, so what they did, they tented the piers. They tented an entire pier and opened it up beautifully. Opened it up and made it like a taste of New York. And they brought in Broadway shows and such to entertain and do musical acts. Uh, that then I think it was Greece. Greece had just hit the uh, the Broadway stage, and they brought in the cast of Greece and they did a bunch of the acts and they had Cirque du Soleil and it's just really really cool. And then DJs and it's a thumping party. Uh, New Orleans, they tented actually a parking garage. I kid you not. They tented a parking garage, three stories, and each story carried a different food. So on one, it was the shellfish and the crawfish and everything. And then on the next one, they had different steaks and different tastes of New Orleans and Cajun type of meals and such. And then they had different, uh, these different bars had different themes. and So, so anyway, L.A. did Universal Studios. Universal Studios, the NFL, and and the city of L.A. bought out for an entire evening for like five hours, and we got a chance to go, and we were the only ones in the park. So whether it was the Simpsons in Springfield or whether it was going over to the Scooby-Doo display or going over to the Moulin Rouge or going over to Shrek or over to Harry Potter or whatever it happened to be, we had the whole place to ourselves. So everybody kept saying, you got to take the Universal Studio tour. And every there was a huge line for it. So rather than standing in line, we decided to walk and just take it all in. That's what we wanted to do. So after walking around, you come to this area that is the Harry Potter area. It is, the whole park is energy and lights and color. And then you get to the Harry Potter and it's the Hogwarts Express, the train, that greets you. And it's in, when you walk through the, the, the archway, it literally gets colder. I don't know how they do it, whether it's this, this chilled air or whatever they blow. but it, I, And I don't know where it comes from, but it literally gets colder. All the buildings are, have snow covered and icicles. And it. And you are really transformed. They did a magnificent job of creating the sense of being in the Harry Potter story. Okay? And, again, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. My daughter is, but I'm not. So – you go past the Hogwarts Express. They actually have butter beer. Ben, have you ever had butter beer? No. It's literally beer with butter in it. Now, they say it tastes like ice cream. I didn't get that. I What I got was beer with a chunk of, you know, butter in it. I mean, it sounds good. It, yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, some people loved it. They were like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. But, but in the Harry Potter area, you can get the butter beer, But for the most part, they serve butterbeer that's N.A. because there's more kids in that area than there are adults. So in that area, you can buy the N.A. beer. So anyway, we go through the whole thing, and we had all parted ways. And here comes Mike. We picked up Mike Clemens' brother, which, by the way, if you've ever met Mike, Mike Clemens' brother is exactly like Mike. Both storytellers, both detail-oriented both give you way more information than you ever needed to know but at the end of the story you appreciate it and you go okay ah i got it now so w- mike and his brother come out of the harry potter ride and they're like oh my god you got to go you got to go and i'm not a huge you know harry potter fan but they started to show me the video and this video is this like imax 3d where dragons fly at you and flames come out and you drop and but you're not on a roller coaster so to speak you're on this this belt tram that you're in roller coaster seats, but it's in this belt tram that that slides this belt out. You step on the belt, and then you get in front of the, the seats that you need to get in. You quickly turn around. You sit down. You put the whole harness thing, that that metal bar that comes down over you, over you, and then off you go. Well, it's the most restrictive seats in the park, they say. Hmm. And we – now, Kristen is not a roller coaster fan. She's not a fan of any of this stuff. She just likes to go and walk around. So she's already pretty nervous. So we get in there and I should have done it. I know it. I should have done it ahead of time. I'm 6'6, and I get in, and this guy starts to shove this seat. You have to have at least three clicks to be able to go on the ride. So I get on the tram, I jump in the seat, I'm putting it down, and this guy is crushing me. I mean, I'm too tall. I, I can't ride the ride. And and I'm a big guy. It's not that I'm like fat or anything, but it's I'm, you know, I can't get this thing down over me. And everybody's like, "Oh, you're gonna love it!" And they're screaming at me as I'm going by. All these media guys. There's guys from Tyler, Texas, and there's some guys from Hawaii, and two guys that we know from uh, down at uh, WMAQ down in uh, down in uh, um, uh, Miami. And we're all in, we're all with these people. And they're like, you're gonna love it. You're gonna talk to you later, man. Enjoy this. And then this guy's shoving on me, and, and and I'm like, oh, "Dude, you're killing me. You're killing me." I mean, I thought he's gonna break my shoulders. So he's like, "Well, no, we got to go to a test seat. So you got to get out." Now i got to hurry. It's like getting off of a ski lift before you make the turn, you know, otherwise you fly back down the hill. So now i got to get out. I get out. Kristen had no idea what was going on. So with that, I she sees me jump off the tram, and she's like, she's now petrified because she's afraid of these rides. She's screaming for me, you know, and I've got to yell to this guy, unlock her, let her out. You know, she's got to get out of this thing. So finally she got out. So they, they say, okay, we're going to take you to a test seat. So this is in front of everybody. They're like, are you too big? You're going to break the ride there, you know. So I finally, I get back over, and I sit down, and I, I'm i sitting in the seat, and this guy starts, he says, we need three clicks. And I'm like, dude, it's not going to work. He's like, no, 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 we can do it, we can do it. So he literally, like, turns his ass towards me and butt first leans into my chest with his butt and starts to, like, shove backwards. <laughs> And I get one click, and that was it. And I'm like, you're breaking my shoulders. You're you're killing me. You're killing me, you know. So I couldn't go on a Harry Potter ride. After all of that, I couldn't go on a Harry Potter ride. So wasn't allowed to do it. Harry Potter ride apparently is the most dangerous ride in the park, (laughs) even though you're supposed to be the most stationary. Because it's one of those things where they sit you in the seat, and the seat just swings. It's not actually up and down a roller coaster, and you're not going up and down hills, but it twists you. It'll, like, lean you forward, lean you backwards. Rock you side to side, that type of thing, but you're really not going anywhere. So, the Harry Potter ride I couldn't do. That was it. That's my disappointing story for the yeah. Harry Potter ride. I, it might have be a, been a big climactic build up to nothing, but yeah, that was the one thing that everybody kept talking about. You got to go on, you got to do, you got to do. It's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. Speaking of Harry Potter. Uh, the one thing I did get when I walked off the ride, when we were leaving the uh, park, they gave away a little bit of swag. Guess what the swag was? Now, In years past, we've gotten backpacks with the Super Bowl logo, shirts, hats, um, stuff that you don't necessarily want or wouldn't buy for yourself but you think is pretty cool. Guess what the prize was? Not the prize, but the swag was that they gave you leaving Universal Studios. A joint. Oh, no. Good guess, though. (laughs) No. They give you this great big bag, this really nice... Universal Studios Super Bowl 56 logoed bag. This It's almost like a canvas plastic. It's really a weird bag. They give you this big bag, big bag, like a big shopping bag. Here you go. Thanks for coming. And the whole crew's there. They're all clapping. Yay! You know, and you're like, this is great. We all got to the car, and I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? This long box, this long leather-bound box. It was probably two inches wide by three inches deep, with a lid, a long lid on it. It's all like a maroon color. It's leather bound with a little latch on it. And I opened it up, and it was a freaking Harry Potter wand. <laughs> that's what it was. That was the gift, which I sent. My, my, I showed it to my daughter. I took a picture of it and I said, "You want it?" She's like, "Oh my God, yes!" That's the wand of whatever. It did, and a, a certificate that comes with it that says. Because I guess there's like 10 different Harry Potter wands. Yeah. Each wand does a different thing. So this wand was a wand that she doesn't have yet. So she's freaking out. Oh my God, that's the limited edition Harry Potter wand. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. Which had about as much meaning to me. They could have given me a flaming bag of dog poop and it would have meant the same. So Bill Michaels, the Grinch who hates Harry Potter. (laughs) I don't hate him. (laughs) But I like him about as much as you like NASCAR. Uh, valid. Fair enough. Valid. There you go. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more of the Bill Michael Show. Wrapping it up next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Zone Radio Network. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program brought to you by uh, a couple of good friends, as a matter of fact. Our friends over there at uh, Road, Track, and Trail, right there in Big Bend, Wisconsin. Road, Track, and Trail, they are the biggest, baddest when it comes to uh, power sports. Whether it's uh, the uh, the snow sleds, which you can still get. Coming up uh, this time of year, you're starting to look more towards ATVs, UTVs, all that kind of stuff. They got it all. Go to RoadTrackAndTrail.com. That is RoadTrackAndTrail.com. Also, got to say thanks to our gang at Growth Law Firm. And they were a big part of our motorcycle ride this past year. Uh, based in Wisconsin and uh, supporting and sponsoring Wisconsin motorcyclists for over 10 years. They take care of life's difficulties while you concentrate on getting back on the open road. That's Growth Law Firm. And their, their staff, um, a number of their staff, uh, actually ride. Uh, The past chapter director for the GWRRA, the Goldwing Riders Association. And they were named as one of the best uh, motorcycle attorneys uh, in 2020 by Biker Justice USA. So that's Growth Law Firm. Growth Law Firm. GrowthLaw.com. GrowthLaw.com. Find them there. G-R-O-T-H, by the way. G-R-O-T-H. Good people. Hey, some uh, explosive. Did you see this? This testimony coming out about Matt Harvey? Yeah, I just saw that. Not the baseball news I wanted to see. Holy mackerel. So Matt Harvey right now, the pitcher, he pitched for the uh, the Reds, the uh, Mets, the Angels, uh, the Orioles. Um, and he's still, he's a free agent right now. He admitted today under oath. Now, he's got immunity in this case. Remember Tyler Skaggs. Tyler Skaggs um, was pitching for the Angels and ended up, they found him in a hotel room, overdosed and died. Okay. And they they're now looking for they they were now they've got they're on trial here, but they were looking for what happened, and then they found out that one of the one of the staff for the Angels this Eric K, um, he's been the guy that's accused of supplying skags with drugs, okay inside the inside the clubhouse, so they bring in Matt Harvey, wow, he said yeah I'm a partier, and he goes back to his days with the New York Mets he said. Nobody really ever asked me about it, which was stunning. He said he's a current free agent, one of the best in the game from 2012 through 2015. He made the uh, revelation, I should say, um, during the testimony today. And he was teammates with Skaggs uh, on the Angels at the time of Skaggs' death. When he was asked about his drug use and if he lied about taking it when he was with the Mets... He said, nobody ever asked me. He was doing cocaine all the time, called himself a partier doing cocaine all the time. Harvey told the courtroom he was still using the drug, even after he signed with the Angels back in 2018. He played for the Mets, the Reds, the Angels, the Royals, and most recently uh, the Orioles. He said, no one from any of the teams ever asked me if I was actually still using drugs. But that wasn't the biggest bombshell. He said that he and Skaggs talked about drug use when they were teammates and added that they actually were taking the substance in the clubhouse. Said he'd go get painkillers like Oxycontin. He would crush them up and snort them sitting on the toilet, on the toilet paper dispenser in the clubhouse bathroom. He also said that, yeah, he gave Skaggs some Percocets. Yeah, he, he gave them to him. He also said that he would get pills all the time from the Angels staffer, Eric Kay. He's the guy accused of supplying Skag with the drugs that have actually, they believe, led to his death. And Harvey noted on the stand that his testimony in court, yeah, it could hurt, probably hurt my career in Major League Baseball. I may never pitch again. But he said, this is what we did. Using crushing up pain pills and snorting cocaine in the clubhouse. And nobody asked. I I just tweeted this out a little while ago. I I said, look, if if people don't want to know, they'll never ask. Because then you can just completely claim ignorance. It is a willful blindness to stuff like this. But said, yep, we were uh, snorting cocaine. We were doing all kinds of stuff in the clubhouse. That's amazing in today's day and age. Yeah,
1: it wasn't only Harvey
0: testifying. Right. There were also four other guys. Yep. That's, yeah. Man, that's some bombshell news coming out of the courtroom today. Uh, Tomorrow on the program, we're gonna whatever breaks in the world of the NFL, we'll be all over it. Maybe we'll get uh, some kind of a resolution to baseball. We'll be all over it. Uh, Mark Schofield gonna be joining us tomorrow. NFL Wire, we'll wrap up the Super Bowl with him, so we'll be all over that. Maybe there's gonna be more news regarding Aaron Rodgers. We'll wait and see. More speculation. We will break down the uh, the Badgers. As the Badgers uh, back at it again tonight, hopefully they walk away with a victory. Taking on Indiana, we'll discuss that. So that should be pretty good. Looking forward to that. So that'll be coming up. They're down at Assembly Hall in Indiana. Hopefully the Badgers can get back at it. Got Michigan State and Penn State tonight, too. Another good, good matchup in the Big Ten. Ohio State taking on Minnesota. So out of the top 25, there you have it. But uh, that's kind of kind of what we got going on. Uh, the only Big East games tonight, Villanova and Providence and then Butler and DePaul, Marquette is idle until they play tomorrow. They take on Georgetown down at the 5 Serve forum tomorrow. So pay attention to that one. To see if they can't get a win and eke their way back into the top 25. So all that coming up.
1: And whenever you want there. me to start reciting mock drafts, you know I could do it.
0: Um, You know what? <sighs> We're creeping up on that, aren't we? We are going to start creeping up towards April. Um, I'm still debating. If we don't go to spring training, should we go to Combine? I would not be opposed. See if we can't set up down in Indianapolis at Combine. See Leo Chanel
1: set the Combine record for benching? Right. Yeah, really? Oh,
0: he's going to do it. For linebackers? 100%. Yeah. So maybe we end up going to Combine. Cool thing about combine is I got a house down there, so I don't. I, I got a place to stay. I've never used it, but got a place to stay down there. So, I, in all the years of doing it, I'm usually uh, combine kind of coincides with getting getting the spring training. So we kind of always have to pick one or the other. But if spring training is not going to be anywhere to be found, and we don't know when, at some point we're going to have to make some plans, right? Got to figure it out. So. We'll, we'll figure it out eventually, but maybe we go to Combine. Maybe go down there. Got to do something, right? Got to do something. Have to go somewhere. Not that you want to go to Indianapolis for a warm vacation. That's not happening. But I wouldn't mind going to Combine. That's it. A Tuesday in the books. We talked about everything. NASCAR, Harry Potter, weed, cocaine, Rogers, Adams, Bill's Kyler Murray. Life the love life we did everything we did a little uh, party guest invitation you get life lessons right here on the bill Michael show that's that's how good this program is we try to we try to make it good every day but today was exceptionally good time for us to go until we talk again tomorrow have a going the bill michaels show podcast listen rate subscribe